You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. It is the Diamond District Bonus Hour. Thanks so much for being with us on this day before Valentine's Day. I don't know. may want to go visit the guys. They could help you out. If um, you need something, that's where you should go. Just saying. It's getting late in the game. You know, this isn't one of those you you run by Publix and you grab some uh, flowers on on the way home, Bill. That's all. Put a little effort into this one. I checked again this morning. The wife has tried to say that (laughs) I don't have to do anything for Valentine's Day. And, And you think deep down, you're like, am I being set up? Well, she doesn't set me up. That's not her nature, but it's still Valentine's. I'm like, because she said, you know, pick up something for the daughter, some candy, or you got you got to run to the store and get the daughter something today. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. Okay. And I I just looked at her. I said, the daughter. <laughs> and I I still yeah. okay. I, I'm I'm not. I don't have the guts to not get anything. So it'll be a card and some candy. There'll be something. Right, right. But if you screwed up Christmas or her birthday or your anniversary or if you did something big, then Jason and Todd are where you need to go. No doubt. No doubt. Um, So you're the NFL, and uh, somebody brought this up in our Twitch chat room. You know, they picked the Lions to be the Chiefs' opening day opponent for the 2023 season, and hell, damn close to having that be the Super Bowl. So if you're the NFL, these are the Chiefs. AFC only hosts eight games next year. NFC teams host nine. So obviously you got the three division games. Well, to me, you know, the whole Sean Payton Denver thing you know, with or without Russ, I don't think that has any sex appeal. None. Um, Raiders, eh, healthy if, rivalry. If they had a team that was a formidable opponent, and right now well, we don't think that they do, and I know they beat them on Christmas Day, but that's a great rivalry, David. It is. However, and I don't think the NFL wants to have a division game be the week one game. I agree. For the Chiefs. But do you give him Harbaugh and the Chargers? Do you have his debut there be day one? That's my thought, that if the NFL were to go a division game for the Chiefs for week one, I think the Chargers actually would be the pick, not the other two. But I think the Bucks have a decent shot of being the game. If we take the division out of it, here are the other five Kansas City home opponents. Baltimore, rematch of the AFC title game. CBS will lose their minds that they're losing that game. Bengals, same deal. CBS will be like, are you serious? You can't save those games for us? You, I mean, you, hell, you gave them the Lions last year. You don't have to give them the Ravens or the Bengals. Okay, what are you doing? You can give them anybody. Well, the Texans might. There you go. 
There you go. But they have two NFC opponents. The AFC West plays the NFC South next year. And the two home games for Kansas City are the Saints. There's nothing to that at all. No, there's no way that that makes NBC. Mark, I think it's the Chargers, Texans, or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker and the Bucs. Yeah, I think it's Houston. Okay. I think there's a lot there to sell. That's a team that we're going to we're going to see a lot they're going to force feed us a few more Texans games than they have that they're going to invest the league that is in CJ Stroud and telling us that that's the next team to watch. I I wouldn't at all be surprised if that's the game that they give us. Now, if they're going to go the Cincinnati and Baltimore is where they'd want to go. But I don't think they do that to CBS. They know that they can put any. It's the first game in over 200 days. They literally they could put the Saints, okay, and we're still going to be foaming at the mouth and we're going to watch. We are. So I don't think that they'll do that to their one broadcast partner and say to CBS, we're taking Joe Burrow and the Bengals away from you. We're taking an AFC championship game rematch away from you also. I mean, Fox and CBS are really getting hit hard between Thursday night football, the improved Monday night football schedule, Sunday night being to getting a great schedule every year for the obvious reasons. I think they'll try to take care of CBS with Baltimore and Cincinnati. Obviously, could be wrong. It'd be very sexy. And they've done very sexy before. They've done Super Bowl rematch. You know, they've done AFC Championship game rematches before. They have. So between the Chargers, the Texans, and the Bucks, if you were the league, who would you choose? I would choose the Chargers. I would do the Harbaugh thing. But I'm with you. I I literally, I think this is where you and I in the room would go, and, hey, 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 do we need to throw a marquee game up with the first game? Yeah. Everyone's going to watch. Right. We can throw them anything. So who fits the criteria of, here you go, here's a team that had a pulse last year. Because remember, the Lions were coming off a 9-8. and eight. Didn't make the playoffs, but finished real strong. Won eight of their last ten. They were nine and eight, and everybody thought, uh, Detroit's going to be good this year. The NFL said, okay, we'll put that to the test. Give them the Chiefs. And Houston fits that criteria perfectly. Now, Houston and Tampa are the same team, different conference. Both won their the South. Both won a home playoff game. Both got beat in the second round. Okay. So I'm wondering since they went, you know, NFC opponent for the Chiefs last year, do they do the same thing again? I think the Bucs are a finalist for the first game of the year. How many primetime games do you think the Bucs will get next year? Well, it's just it. They don't get a lot. They don't get a lot. This would actually make Amazon, um, it would make uh, Monday Night Football, okay? It would make them very happy. They'd be like, yeah, oh, no, yeah, give it to NBC. Yeah, no, 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 because, I mean, Baker eh, moves the needle, <laughs> a, a, a pinky finger? 
I mean, really? You know, the Texans don't even move at that. No, but you don't need the opposition of Patrick Mahomes to sell this game. Right. But meanwhile, for Monday night football, regular season game, or a Thursday night Amazon game, those networks are kind of like, no, could you give us something to sell here? You know, Bucks and Texans are tough to sell. Chargers have been pushed for a while, but coming off a five-win season, if they didn't hire Jim Harbaugh as coach, they wouldn't be getting a lot of primetime games. No, but they will now. now. They'll get four or five now. Here's the other reason for Tampa Bay. Of the three teams that we mentioned, Texans, Chargers, Bucks. If you had to bet right now, who do you think wins the most games next year? Boy. Houston. Okay. You know, you you are just, you continue to do this to me when you put the Chargers in questions and you make it really appetizing for me to pick them. Oh, I know. Well, we've already proven. We've already proven that. You're like Tyreek Hill. Supposedly Tyreek Hill filed for divorce. Okay, you filed for divorce from the Chargers. You publicly stated you were divorcing the Chargers. We daily, Trent and I, check the paperwork. The paperwork has not been filed. Much it's, like the Rays new stadium. Exactly. It's sitting in a drawer somewhere. We know, okay, you're angry with the Chargers. You are. You feel betrayed by the Chargers. You can't trust them anymore. You're not ready to give up on them, though. You're not. Deep down, you love them. You're right. Yep. And and now, what did the Chargers do? They went and supposedly got their act together. Now the Chargers are coming back into your life with Jim Harbaugh, looking at you. Going, and all he does on. is win wherever exactly. he goes. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chargers, Bucks, Texans. Who wins the most games next year? Chargers. Okay. And Trent's with the Texans. Both the Bucs and Texans are going to play first-place schedules. Also, if you're the NFL, the reason I ask that question is, is that you're scheduling this game for September 5th, not November 5th, not December 5th. So let's just say in the NFL circles, you think that of those three teams, Tampa Bay will be the worst of the three. Don't you want to use the Bucs when you can? Let's use them week one. Okay, why? Well, we don't even know if they're going to be any good by Thanksgiving. But for week one, it won't matter. And we get to sell Baker in the Bucks. Coming so, off a playoff win, you know, Baker's got a national profile. All those ads for a couple of years. We'll sell Baker in the Bucks. Who cares if in November they suck? The game was September 5th. Is there any chance this is the season they put Tom Brady in the ring of honor? Because if that's the case, you well, know no, that this. No. Austin, Kansas City. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah. Sorry. Jump and the Bucks game. could end up with a second primetime game. They could end up with oh. an Amazon game at some point. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they get a Monday Night Football game even. I, I don't think they'll get four or five primetime games. No, but they the could get. the you can get is five or six. Right. But, but, yeah, I think Tampa Bay will get like three. Uh, but. You know, when you're the NFL and you're you're looking at teams, and you know there are eight teams that all the networks want, and then you got to schedule the other 24. 
I'm just wondering. I think the Bucks are a finalist for the first game of the year. If you are convinced that the Cincinnati game is off the table and the Baltimore game is off the table because of CBS, that I definitely think the Bucks are a medalist. It's just whether they will finish with the gold, silver, or bronze in that. Now, it sounds like the way you asked the question, you're not convinced that the NFL won't go you know, full bore that first game. They'll They've go done either. it so many times, David. They have, but I'm just wondering if what they did last year. I mean, you got to admit, when they put the Lions last year, everybody went, what the heck is the NFL doing? Miller and Moulton. Thanks for listening. Florida Sports Network. Miller and David Moulton. 21 minutes past the hour. Good, bad, and ugly. What's on tap? Today was the day when. And some final thoughts and a pick or two. Coming up in a little more than 15 minutes time. Just having some fun. Looking ahead. Playing the schedule game. Chiefs figures won the Super Bowl. They'll be the first game of the year that Thursday night, September 5th. The Eagles are the designated home team the next night, Friday night, the 6th, in Brazil. Miller and Moulton think that it'll be either the Packers or the Steelers that will be the Eagles' opponent in Brazil. Obviously, could be wrong, but just guessing how the networks do things and what have you. I think, Mark, and to tell me if you agree, that the NFL will push more of their chips into the Friday night game in Brazil making it as sexy a matchup as possible as opposed to pushing their chips in on that first Thursday night when they can just throw Mahomes and Kelsey and maybe even Taylor Swift in the house and the Chiefs and does it really matter who they're playing? Totally with you on the Chiefs. The Eagles game is going to be interesting because you basically can – Look at their schedule. They're not going to go division games. They're not going to go two teams that are playing in Europe. So you basically have it down to the Falcons, the Browns, the Steelers, and the Packers. Right. And the Steelers have the longest drought of any of those four teams of playing an international game. You know, we don't think – because we believe the NFL is going to really celebrate and go all in on this game in Brazil. That's why we think – and Carolina and Jacksonville are two teams on – Carolina and Washington. I'm sorry. And they're playing international games. So they're out. Okay, and that's why Atlanta – and who's the other team? Atlanta, Cleveland. Cleveland. And we don't think Atlanta and Cleveland are sexy enough. Sorry, fans of the Falcons and the Browns, for the NFL to push in Brazil. Packers and Steelers are national teams. National fan bases. Now, I don't know how many of them will travel for the game. I mean, hell, it's 10 hours direct to Brazil from Atlanta and Dallas and Houston. Never mind coming from where it is, you know, you'll be coming from with Green Bay and Pittsburgh. But also, it's only about 45,000 seats, apparently, in the soccer stadium that they're going to, you know, set up here to play the game. So they don't have to sell a ton of tickets. That's not going to be a problem. No. No. But just from a television standpoint, Friday night also, bad television night. NFL is going to want this to work. 
And that's why we think they'll make that matchup as sexy as possible. And I think it's going to be Green Bay. And I think it's going to be Pittsburgh. And here's why. Western Pennsylvania high school football is a monstrous deal. Yes, it is. I don't think they're going to put the Steelers in that part of the country up against high school football. That's a really, really good thought. Wisconsin high school football is not Western Pennsylvania high school football. It's not anywhere close. I like that thinking. That's very smart. Because you're right. It is a BFD. Uh All around Western Pennsylvania. And they're all Steelers fans. And I'll bet you the Roonies are saying that to the league also going, hey, man, you can't do this to us. Cannot do this to us. You'll make us look bad, and it's not our fault. Same thing, really, with Cleveland. And around that part of the world, high school football is a BFD. I I think the Packers are the leader in the clubhouse Mm. for that one. I like it. I like your thinking. I do. Uh, I think the Bucs have a really good chance of being Kansas City's week one opponent. I really do. We've narrowed it down to, if it was a poll question, uh, Chargers, Texans, Bucks, as to who's going to be Kansas City's week one opponent. For the record, and I'll try not to you know, make this too complicated, the crossover divisions this year, if you're a Bucks fan, the NFC South teams play the AFC West this year. So you determine if that's a good draw or not. If you're a Cowboys fan, you're a fan of an NFC East team, you're playing the AFC North, arguably toughest division in the league. If you're a Lions, Packers, Bears fan, might as well just throw the Vikings in so I don't alienate that fan base. You're going to play the AFC South which sounds like a pretty good crossover division to have. AFC East plays the NFC West. So a lot of travel involved in those games. AFC East, NFC West. Those are your conference cross-division matchups. Schedule comes out second week of May. There'll be a two-hour special on the NFL Network to release the schedule, at least two hours, if they can... Yes. If they can figure out a way to do three, they'll do three. Absolutely. What else are they going to talk about? It's the NFL Network. It's not like they have to break away for, you know, a Big Ten softball game or anything. By the way, the Big Ten ad. Yeah. It's it's awesome. It's gorgeous, and it's going away, and it'll never be the same. You said a lot there, Trent. You kind of you, you kind of contradicted yourself midway through that. We're talking about the same thing, right? The the ad where they show all the schools popping up out of the. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm talking about the ad they ran in the Super Bowl about oh. the Big Ten coming to CBS. Okay. I thought yeah. you were talking about that gorgeous. You animation. like that? Oh, I love it. It ma- it makes me happy every time I see it. <laughs> Did you hear it in his voice? Yeah. Makes me happy. And it's going away is my point because they're bringing in the West Coast now, so they can't do that anymore. I'm sad. Anyways, go ahead. Super Bowl ad for the Big Ten. Sorry. I mean, and that- really, it's it's a CBS promo. Promo, right. Is what it was. And it didn't air everywhere. Okay, because that's... that's it's, mm, local affiliates, they can cover a network promo 
They're not supposed to, but they can. Like, I might have missed it because I didn't see it. I was watching social media, and they were talking about it, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't see the ad here hmm. in Jacksonville. So We saw it here. Okay. In the 239, so, so I – but yes, I mean, hey, if you're spending three hundred something million a year, might as well promote it, right? And what better time to promote it than during the Super Bowl? Just there's to remind everybody. Watching. Yeah, just a few people watching. Yep. So, I actually think, and I mean, we only have a couple of minutes till we break. Listen, the SEC's the best football conference that can't be argued um am i wrong or is the big 10 set up pretty damn well in the short term i mean first off i'll tell you right now i'm picking ohio state to win the national title i'm going to do that right now i'm all i'll be all over the buckeyes next year now michigan's going to lose five games next year but uh penn state's going to be preseason top 10 oregon's going to be really good they're going to be preseason top five, and USC's really serious about football. I mean, am I missing something, or is the top of the Big Ten, whether we think of these teams as Big Ten teams or not, I mean, that's two West Coast. That's Ohio, Pennsylvania. Michigan's the defending national champs. Washington's lost a lot. They're, they're going to be like uh, Michigan. They're going to go seven and five. They're going to have a, a tough bounce back year but uh, I, I don't know i i think the top of the big 10 i'm not going to go the whole overall depth of the conference especially with oklahoma and texas being added to the sec but mark i think the top of the big 10 is going to stare across at the top of the sec next year and go we could play this game you guys may be deeper but we can play this game and which one gets four that's really the question Does Big Ten four outrank SEC four when it comes time to determine who's in the college football playoff? Miller and Moulton, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Today was a day when what's on tap and maybe a bet to finish things off. Welcome to the bonus hour brought to you by Jason and Todd at the Diamond District. And now here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Final segment on this Fat Tuesday. Miller and Moulton. Thanks for being with us. The Diamond District Bonus Hour. Hit them up if you need them. Get you through tomorrow. Valentine's Day. Also the start of Lent. Okay. Just just saying. Just Do you saying give anything up? No. No, I don't. Sorry. Do you double down? Does the wife give something up and you eat twice as much of it just to spite her? No, I don't do that. But my wife gives something up every year. She does. The one year she gave up chocolate, I, I, I argued with her for days. I'm like, what are you doing? My daughter asked me what I was giving up, and I said I was going to give up ice cream. And she said, please don't, Dad, because then none of us can have ice cream for 40 days. <laughs> uh, uh, that is tough. I don't know I what mean, to tell you, honey. These are the rules. I know. You do the shopping. You do the cooking. It, it is tough if you give something up. The trickle-down's not good. I, I like the fact she's figured that out. Oh, she's got me. She's already got me beat. And I know it'll just get worse. 
It's time for someone to take back this segment, if for no other reason than to stop David from talking about Meghan and Harry. Here's Mark Miller with Today Was the Day When. All right. This one probably could be disputed because I've spent at least two commercial breaks trying to figure out if this is right, and I still can't for certain. 1861, Lincoln was declared president today. He wasn't inaugurated until March. He was elected in November. But he was declared president apparently today. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. Today in 1937, the Boston Redskins received permission to move to Washington, D.C. 1976, Dorothy Hamill wins gold in Innsbruck. She was a really big deal, by the way. Oh, my goodness. The haircut it swept the nation. My mom got a... Uh, so uh, did mine. The Hamill cut. Yeah, and she had their own move, the Hamill Camel, right? Wasn't that the... That's right. The, the Lake Placid games opened today in 1980. Nothing would happen at those games. No, pretty uneventful. 96, Tupac releases All Eyes on Me, his fourth studio album. Last one he did while he was alive. I think one more was released after his passing. And Super Bowl 56 was two years ago today, the Rams... Took out Cincinnati 23-20. to Cooper Cup, your MVP. Golfer Patty Berg, Chuck Yeager, Jerry Springer, Sal Bando all born today. Mike Krzyzewski, 77. Singer Peter Gabriel, 74. Rocker Henry Rollins is 63. Hockey player Matt Sundin is 53. And Randy Moss is 47. What did I miss, David? Um, I, I don't know. I didn't have it being a... A huge day. Um, I'm trying to think whether or not the, the the very first Medal of Honor was given away today, back in 1861. You know, noteworthy. They gave it to uh, an Army surgeon. All right. You know, could get into the story, but uh, you know. And uh, pretty much, you know, that's it. You've heard folks elsewhere mock Florida is gonna Florida. Well, Mark Miller sees it differently. He calls it the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, Mark? We go to California for the good, where it could have been bad or even ugly. But a giant schnauzer by the name of Holly fended off a mountain lion in the backyard. A three-year-old 93-pound canine fended off a mountain lion. All the security cameras at the house captured the attack. Holly struggled with the cougar for 48 seconds before neighbors who witnessed the attack were able to chase the predator away. Holly was treated for a gash to her neck and is recuperating at home. For the bad, we go to Lake Wales where a mechanic for the Polk County School Board is in a little trouble after he abandoned an airboat in front of the sheriff's substation on Sunday. An airboat had fallen off a trailer while being towed by a dark Ford F-150 in front of a Polk County Sheriff's Office substation in Lake Wales. Fire department called the police department to let them know. While the sheriff's department was there, the boat's owner returned with another man to retrieve the boat. Jonathan Whitesides began yelling at the other man, criticizing how he was attaching the boat to the trailer. The deputy at the scene told him to calm down. According to the sheriff's office, 
That's when Whiteside became irate with the deputy, took an aggressive stance, and charged in his direction. Not much charging was needed, or not much was needed to stop the charging Whiteside because he was smashed. Blew a .334 when they took him down. Four times Whoa. the legal limit. Whoa, you can barely stand usually if you're .334. And he was driving a boat. Or trailering a boat. Finally, the ugly. We go to Woodbury, Connecticut. Where Reverend Herbert Miller was pulled over. And he was, he's a Methodist minister. And he was putting the meth back in Methodist, David. Uh-oh. Because the 63-year-old pastor had him some meth with him. No word on how that's going to affect Sunday's sermon. It did land him in the county jail. That's my church. Way to represent. Never been prouder. Mark, I've never heard that line before. You know, I married a Methodist minister's daughter. I'm going to use that right after the show. I'm going to walk out and go, hey, you ever meet anybody who put the meth in Methodist? <laughs> By the way, did you come up with that or was that in the article? That was in the headline. Okay, I was going to say, I stole that's it. clever. I stole it in the headline. That's really good. Put it, the meth in Methodist. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the good, the bad, and the ugly on this Fat Tuesday, February the 13th, 2024. And no, it's not Fat Tuesday because, uh, well, I'm fat and it's Tuesday. Because if that's the case, well, every day would be. So, um, you know what? I don't know if this is TNT's doing. I don't know if this is the league's doing. But I'm actually a little impressed. Because normally, when I tell you that an early game tonight is Miami at Milwaukee, and a late game tonight is the Lakers at home. Don't you think that would be the TNT doubleheader? So while the Heat are eight and a half point underdogs in Milwaukee, likely no Jimmy Butler, he's dealing with a death in the family. The TNT double dip, 730 OKC in Orlando. OKC at two and a half point favorite. And at 10 o'clock mark, Sacramento at Phoenix, you know, the stars in Phoenix and what have you. But, I mean, I'm impressed they went OKC Orlando early and not Miami Milwaukee. I'm stunned. I'm stunned because they didn't know who was playing and who wasn't playing. But to get right. the magic, a nationally televised game, all right. Well, and for that matter, I don't know how many people have seen OKC. And they're really good incredibly young and now they're adding Gordon Hayward to the mix if he can get healthy which he hasn't been able to do much in the last four years so anyway those are some of the six NBA games uh remember Bucks played last night and won you think they cover the eight and a half at home tonight against uh Miami without Butler I wouldn't play it but I would take Miami in the points believe it or not David they had a big emotional game. It's hard to get that type of performance back-to-back nights from a team. Okay. Yeah. We're going to put our theory to work tonight? There's a couple good candidates. David. We got three of them, David, and one of them starts at 630. My favorite, favorite game. game of the night. 
630 FS1. Folks, if you don't know our, our system, here it is. Ranked team, preferably highly ranked team, on the road facing unranked dog. Fourth ranked Marquette, four and a half point favorite. Marquette has been ranked this high very often in the last 50 years. Fourth ranked Marquette, four and a half point favorites at Butler. At Hinkle. At Hinkle. We'll take Butler in the four and a half in that one. North Carolina, seventh-ranked Tar Heels, are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite at Syracuse. Seven o'clock ESPN. So we can monitor our money tonight, Mark. FS1 ESPN, 637 o'clock. We're getting four-and-a-half with Butler, eight-and-a-half with the Cuse. Hey, Shane in the business department. Your orange need to show up tonight. Or we're coming after you in the morning. Yeah. And there's one more ranked one. There's I've already played it. There's one more ranked team on the road. Iowa State's at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a one and a half point favorite. I have already played that game. We're only getting three and a half with Butler, by the way, too. The Hard Rock app not giving us that extra point. Man, come on, Hard Rock app. Hey, they've been following you guys. They've been tailing you guys. Listen, Iowa State's been really good. I mean, Iowa State won at Texas. They lost at Baylor by two. I mean, Iowa State won at TCU. This is going to be a tough one for us tonight. 23-ranked, 23rd-ranked Indiana State. That's right. Indiana State in the top 25 for the first time since 1979. They're an 18-and-a-half-point favorite hosting Illinois State tonight in Missouri Valley basketball. The Sycamores ranked for the first time since Bird. How about that? Oklahoma and Baylor play tonight at Baylor. Baylor a a six-and-a-half-point favorite, the 12th-ranked Baylor Bears against the 25th-ranked Sooners. Gators... Solid favorites tonight. Ten and a half point favorite at home. Eight o'clock SEC Network. Gators hosting LSU. Florida State, meanwhile, nine o'clock on the road. ESPNU. They're in Blacksburg facing Virginia Tech. Miami off tonight. UCF at BYU, by the way. NHL. All kinds of games tonight. Tampa is at Boston. Big one for the Lightning. Should be a solid game right there. You know, they haven't met very often in the playoffs. They played that epic conference final. Was that 2011 when it went seven? Game seven was one nothing. All right. A great series. And they really haven't met. You know, they both have had a lot of runs here. They both have had deep playoff runs. They very rarely have faced each other. And the likelihood is they probably won't this year because even if the Lightning fall back into that wild card spot, the odds are they'll play the other division's leader because it looks as if Boston will have the most points. But Florida's still closing in on the Bruins, and the Panthers could win that division. So you could have a 2-3 matchup possibility. But uh, Tampa, Toronto, and Detroit all fighting for the three spot in the Atlantic. The other two are the leaders in the wild card race right now as the Devils are the odd team out. Four points behind both Detroit and Toronto. 
Do you bet on Ovechkin scoring again tonight? He scored in five straight games. He and the Caps are hosting the Avs. Just curious. I mean, he's on a roll. Just, I'm sure there's a prop bet out there. Do you bet on Ovechkin scoring tonight? Do you just keep betting on him until he finally doesn't score? I love it. We've been on a little bit of a heater, and Molten cannot find enough things for us to bet on. Uh, Last night, nothing fit our criteria. Nope. So we didn't make a bet. If no, David had his way, we if David and, had his way, we'd have we made didn't four. Play it. One was close. We didn't play it. We would have won big. Because Texas Tech was a three and a half point favorite. We're playing Cincinnati tonight. They're a point and a half favorite. We wouldn't play Texas Tech last night. They were a three and a half point favorite. Just saying. I'm I'm mad. We left money on the table last night. Here's an interesting one. Hard Rock is running a boost. You guys know I love these. Florida, UCF, and Kentucky all to win as plus 900. Now, UCF would be the big upset there. They're, they're taking on BYU. They're 12-and-a-half-point dogs. But Kentucky and Florida both big favorites. So if you want, if you think the Cougars can come through for you, that's boosted to plus 900. And those are the kind of bets I like to make because I can only, you know, I can wager $2 and win quite a bit. Uh, Kentucky, I think, lost three in a row at home, something that, they haven't done in that building before. And I don't think UCF's winning on the road. No, I don't either. But I'm, I'm going to sprinkle on it because they, they are giving me the boost. They're mm-hmm. hand-wrapping it and giving it to me. They're hand-wrapping it and giving it to you, and what you're going to give them is your money. $2. They'll take it. I, I'm, I'm envisioning the scene in Rounders when he's sprinkling the chips on the table. I'm just seeing sucker written right across Trent's forehead. Miller and Moulton will do this all over again tomorrow morning. Thanks so much for listening on the Florida Sports Network.